What's up, everybody? Episode 351 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast coming at you today on Friday. I hope you all had a great week. Today, I'm talking about how to think less about food because a lot of people I talk to in my nutrition coaching job and working with a lot of different clients, people stress a lot about nutrition, doing the right thing, screwing up, going off track, falling off the wagon, and messing everything up. And in truth, it doesn't have to be such a hard thing, and it doesn't have to be something always on your mind. So I want to talk about some habits you can instill, some mindset tricks and tips today that will help you stress less about food and just enjoy life a little bit more. Some of these are very specific, some of these are a little more abstract. You can pick and choose or do all of them, but I hope you enjoy the show and get something helpful out of it. The most important thing with this podcast is that you put these tips into action. I purposely make the episodes pretty short, so you're able to turn it on, get the take-home message, turn it off, put it into action, and repeat. That's the goal, and um, I hope you guys are getting a lot from it. I want to put out a lot of good content to share information I learned through coaching, through training, and through living this type of lifestyle. And I hope that a lot of you are able to put it into practice and improve your lives as well. If I could do that even to one person, I've made a difference and I'm happy with it. Um, So let's get started today's show, 351 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. episode 351 of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to another show. I'm Jordan Stoltz, and in today's show, I want to talk about stress, and specifically stress about nutrition and food, because this is something that, I mean, it it seriously, it haunts a lot of different people. It is big, and I've experienced it myself. I've told the story in this podcast before about my first like negative dieting experience, which was taking a bag of almonds and dry chicken to church eating it in the bathroom because I thought I had to have six seven meals a day to keep the metabolism fire going and it's just sad you know I've gone through that kind of thing but luckily found the principles that I practice today pretty early I know a lot of people don't and they haven't even found those yet and I hope to really help people in that way now I am a flexible dieter in general, right, to kind of give some precursors. So I do think tracking calories and macros makes a big difference. And I think that it can help a lot of people in finding some freedom. And that's a core principle, right? Because when you realize how many calories are in food, you're able to, uh, you're able to plan things a little bit better, eyeball things a little bit better, know what you're doing and know what you have to do to make progress. You're able to easily keep data. But just because you track macros or calories doesn't mean you're free of that stress about food and nutrition. And it may even increase it in some people. I don't think it increases in in, in all. I think that for me personally, it takes it almost completely away. But there are times where it's just not going to happen, right? Where you just aren't going to hit your calories. You're just not going to hit your macros that day. 
and you start stressing about it. You know, you're falling off the wagon, you're going off plan, you're failing, you are, or maybe you're even going into the day and thinking, I don't know how I'm going to hit my protein today, right? I have 200 grams of protein and I don't even, you know, I'm going to be on the road all day. I'm not going to be around protein sources. I'm going to a picnic that's that's all potato salad and watermelon, and I can't even think if there's going to be any protein there that doesn't have 20 grams of fat in it. Right? You start thinking like that sometimes in your macro tracker, or you know, even just tracking calories. So I want to talk about some things today to help reduce that and help uh, fight that type of food stress that comes. And I don't necessarily think that it is—it's not a result in a certain type of dieting. Even it's not the result of restriction. It's not the result of tracking. It's not the result of any type of diet or focus. It's just um, it's just a mindset with it all, you know, and playing your cards right through the year and the months and the weeks. And that's, I guess, number one I want to talk about. So I don't have a specific number. I'm just going to kind of go off the cuff and talk a little bit today. But that's number one is to plan your phases correctly. And this is something that I am working on right now because of a big year. So we're going to have a baby in September, at the end of September, or mid-September, or even early October, whenever he decides to pop out. But we are going to have a baby, and I know that nutrition could take a little bit of a backseat. Even if I don't want it to, it may... It would be a time where that food stress of, man, I'm I'm doing a really poor job right now. You start beating yourself up, getting in a bad cycle, where that could happen. So what I'm doing is I'm almost planning for it to take a backseat at that point. I am focusing on my goal right now, which is muscle gain. I'm zeroed in on that, going all in on it until September 1st. On September 1st, I'm going to transition into a maintenance phase and track up my maintenance calories and then baby's going to come and around then I'm going to eyeball around maintenance or focus on some weight loss and that's just because those are easy to do through estimation and eyeballing and it's going to help me be able to kind of stay on track a little more intuitively so essentially the moral of the story there you know I'm not saying you have to follow those type of goals you might not have a baby coming but you can plan your phases around the best times of your life. So if you know, like for me, my family is a big get together in the summer type of family, but in North Dakota, the winters are slightly brutal. So besides from Thanksgiving and Christmas on the actual holiday, there's not a ton of get togethers in the fall and the winter, but in the summer, a lot of parties, a lot of grilling, a lot of barbecues, Uh, A little bit less this year than normal because of the social distancing, but there are still some here and there for birthday celebrations and family visiting and everything like that. So because of that, I know I'd like more calories for the summer, and I know that if I was trying to lose fat, get in shape for something, maybe I want to be in super good shape for for pictures of me holding the baby, I don't know. But if if that was my goal, I'd have a pretty rough time, honestly. I'd be kind of stressed about it. And it definitely wouldn't be a good mindset because I would be restricting myself of a lot of the yummy food. I mean, just this last weekend, our family had a salad party, which was, you know, American type salads, which are potato salads, macaroni salads, um, and 
fruit pizza and things like that. So lots of yummy food, but lots of really high calorie food. So I definitely had to plan my phases right where I knew summer was going to be too hard for fat loss anyways. So went with muscle gain over the summer. I could have also just tracked in maintenance, but you got to plan your phases right. And if you do that, you're setting yourself up, you're setting yourself up for success that way, knowing you're not going to put yourself in a bind later on. So I like to plan phases, not just around training, but also around your year. So my year is a little bit unique and I'll have to let you know how that goes. The next thing is to focus on healthy food. And I think that especially in the macro tracking world, which is where I'm spending eight hours a day, you know, five days a week talking to people, where people go a little bit wrong is taking the flexibility and taking advantage of it and just ignoring the health benefits of some foods and the other benefits they can bring, right? I think it's very, very important for people to learn health benefits, to learn vitamins, minerals, to focus on how they feel after eating certain types of food, right? 800 calories from Taco Bell isn't the same as 800 calories from ground beef, baked potatoes, and a salad, just in the sense of how you feel. In body composition, it could be, but in how you feel, how full you are, how well you stick to your plan, and the nutrients you're giving your body, it's definitely not equal. So if you're in a time where you're a little bit stressed about food, you're worried about falling off plan, you know, revert back to healthy eating and be okay with switching up your style, right? I would be just fine with if I had a client and I was telling them track these numbers, track these calories, and they had a day where it was just an untracked day. They weren't going to pull out their phone and track. They were flying, they were traveling, they were on vacation even, but they told me I couldn't track. I don't know if I hit my calories, but I ate some, you know, good lean protein from a nice meat. I had a whole bunch of vegetables with every meal. I had fruit for breakfast. I tried some awesome fresh breads from a bakery. Um, you know, I treated myself to a dessert here and there, but for the most part, just focused on nutritious foods. If they told me that I would be just thrilled about it, right? I, I think that that is a very good habit to revert back to. And if you're ever having a time where your food like anxiety is really, really high and you don't want to track for a while, nothing wrong with just focusing on healthy foods. I went through a phase of this, man, how many years ago was that? Probably 2017, maybe. A short little stint of didn't really want to track just out of preference, right? I was just like, yeah, this tracking is annoying to me right now. and I don't really want to do it. I just want to focus on the gym and I want to focus on having a lot of energy for the gym because I was moving so much at that time in my life. I was probably taking near 20,000 steps a day, you know, training five days a week, running around to classes, working one or two jobs a day. It was hectic and it was a good time, right? It wasn't like super stressful or hard even. It was just a lot of movement and I wanted to focus on fueling myself for that. So I reverted back at that time to healthy foods. Like in the morning, I would make like this power bowl, or I think I actually have a video of it on my YouTube channel, um, where I would do, what was the grain? It was some kind of whole grain, like millet or something like that. Wheat germ or something. I don't know. It was some kind of hot cereal. And I had this 
hot cereal would put peanut butter in it, strawberries, always fresh fruit in there, flax seeds on top. You know, it was just a nutrient bomb. And then I would have a giant salad in a mixing bowl with dinner, right? Just tons of vegetables, tons of fruit, tons of whole grains, probably a lot of calories. But I felt great. And body composition was, you know, surprisingly fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. The movement sure helped. But focusing on good foods and nutrition, very good thing to revert back to. If I was, if I got I called into a radio show tomorrow, one of all expenses paid trip to a resort somewhere that was COVID-19 free, and I was able just to go eat at this all-inclusive resort, I would not track, I would not estimate, and I would just focus on nutritious and healthy foods. Enjoy the fresh fruit, enjoy the vegetables, the proteins. Treat myself here and there, but don't go overboard. That's what I would do. Number three is that exactly, treating yourself and not going overboard. So a lot of the stress I find from working with people comes from restriction and not extreme restriction as much as prolonged restriction is really what I see is people pushing a restricted lifestyle for a long, long time. And, you know, this typically is people who say you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you know, good foods, bad foods, foods that stop weight loss, foods that start weight loss. That's a bad mindset to have and will definitely cause some of this food stress. So, you know, my advice is to let yourself have a treat and enjoy yourself and occasionally practice moderation and have something that you want, right? And I think that's perfectly fine. That's a core principle of flexible dieting and tracking macros is letting yourself, you know, have the cake if you can fit it in your macros. And that's a good thing to come to the, to the realization of. It helps a lot of people. I see it every day uh, to have people realize they can go to a birthday party, have cake and ice cream, and make it work with their day. Even if they have to change things up on other parts of the day, and the rest of that day might be a little bit stressful around food, it overall isn't a stressful time because they know that they're going to stay on track and they're able to truly enjoy what they're doing and they don't feel like they're going off the rails. They don't feel guilty because there's no good and bad. And when you have that mindset, it's really freeing. And it definitely, like I said, helps a ton of people. So I think that's a really big one to keep yourself out of this bad mindset and a bad cycle of stressing about food and nutrition is to let yourself have the treat once in a while. And I'll even take that a step further. I think it's okay to overeat once in a while. If you, if your whole family is having a pizza night and the only thing that fits in your macros is one and a half slices of pizza, one option is to have the one and a half slices of pizza. If it was me, I'd probably do that most of the time and then have something with a ton of food volume just to eat because I like to eat huge salad, big bowl of sugar-free jello, something weird like that, even just like drink a pitcher of crystal light lemonade, I don't know. But something that, you know, is fun, fills you up, and you're able to still enjoy a meal with somebody. But occasionally I'll do this and I will have clients do this just, you know, this is just going to cause you more stress. If you want four pieces and you can only have one and a half, Maybe you should eat the four. Maybe you should prioritize the social experience, prioritize the fun, right? And just 
relax, you know? And I think that that can be a good mindset as well. And I think another powerful thing with tracking, a powerful thing is that you can make up overages. And if you go over by 300, 400 calories, it's okay to eat 300, 400 calories less from carbs and fat the next day and make it all up. And that being said, I don't even do that sometimes, right? Because a lot of times, honestly, it's hard to track those times. You don't even want to. If you go to a birthday party and there's five desserts on the table and you want to try them all, one, you probably don't have room for any of them tracking. If you tried to track all of them, you couldn't do it accurately. And it definitely wouldn't be fun or maybe even mentally healthy for you to track all of them. So you just eat all five. Not the recommended thing to do from a coaching standpoint, but sometimes you just want to eat all five. And if you do that, honestly, I would just say, oh, eat all five, make a mental note of it, move on, same numbers as normal the next day. You know, one day out of however many in the year is not going to make that big a difference. Like I said in an episode last week, I think, just don't let it snowball, right? Well, no, that was Monday in my episode about bad trading days. Just don't let it snowball into multiple weeks or months or habits, right? Just if it if it's once in a while, it's not going to do that much damage. So like, just give yourself a break is essentially what I'm saying and enjoy yourself because there's other things to life, right? So let's review what we have, right? We have tracking itself, focusing on healthy, uh, nutritious foods, letting yourself go over on calories occasionally, get right back on track. Um, and, you know, really, I think that and timing your goals, right? I think that's important too. You know, it's maybe a controversial way to think about things in the industry and maybe won't help a lot of people immediately. So I'll lead with that. But I think a good one to wrap it up is, man, it sure is helpful to be able to eat a lot more. And I talked about this last week where, you know, it's a lot easier to fit in foods that I want now that I'm eating like 3,600 calories than it was on a muscle gain type of goal than a couple years ago when I would eat 3,000 to accomplish the same goal, right? Those extra five, 600 calories allow you to have flexibility and freedom, still track, estimate, little misses aren't as big of a deal when you have that much to work with. And that is just simply accomplished by moving more and building more muscle and taking the time to do that. So... The long-term play is to do these little strategies I talked about, but if you actually really want to eliminate the food stress, I mean, the people that have the most problems with that, from what I see in the people I work with, are the people that have to eat like 1,100 calories, 1,300 calories to make any progress on their weight loss, and you know the people who can eat, if it's a female, same size as the person eating 1,300 calories, but they can eat 2,300, they're going to have a lot more fun time and they're going to have a lot more flexible of a lifestyle with a lot less stress because they're able to kind of work their calories around. You know, if they go over, that's a lot of food. It's not like, you know, eating 500 calories over 1300 calories really isn't that much food. If you're talking pizza, potato chips, or salad parties with the family, you know? So really being able to eat more calories, really big deal. If it means doing cardio a few times a week, that might be worth it. Or if it means taking two years to really build up muscle and strength and dedicating yourself to that, probably worth it in the long run if you really want to make this your lifestyle. That's the dive I took, and I can definitely say it has helped.
the last thing I want to leave you with is to ignore the opinions of others. And I think that that's important. I think that's something that was big for me is to really realize that nobody cares if you're hitting your fitness goals or not, honestly. You have to do them for you, right? You want to have a coach that gets after you. You want to have an accountability partner that tries to make you stay on track. But for the most part, if someone likes you, they're going to like you for you, right? And most of the time, people just want to have a good time with you, talk to you, and enjoy your company. And you aren't going to miss out on anything huge in life from a from a miss here and there, from a little mess up, right? If you're stressed about hitting things exactly, getting your protein in, honestly, that doesn't affect your relationships. It only affects a goal that's personal to you, right? So take that outside pressure away from it. Don't be ashamed. Don't be anxious and realize that it's just something you have to take up with yourself later. Figure out how to rework your priorities, your goals, and your habits and get back on track. But it's not something that is affecting other people. So I find that a lot of people care a little bit too much about what people think, about how they look at a certain date, on a certain event, when in reality, I find people just really don't care about that too much. And it's often overlooked. That's it for today, guys. I'll stop there. I could probably talk about this for an hour, just ranting on and on about different things. Um, if this episode was helpful, it'd mean a lot if you'd reach out to me and let me know, at StoltzFit on Instagram, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T, and you can let me know what you thought about this episode and maybe some feedback, some things you struggle with, maybe I can help you. I work with a lot of people in nutrition, and I find that a majority of that work is on the mental side of it, and um, not just motivation, but also just the grind day in and day out and creating flexible habits that are not going to ruin your life because a lot of times people put a lot of weight into this and they stress out a lot and I find that a big part of my job is coaching mindset in a way that helps you live a better life and it helps enrich your life instead of the other way around where it makes it worse. So that's 351 episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. I will talk to you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, food, and and freedom. freedom.